Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, y'all. My name is Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we're starting a little Cuarentena series where we're talking to really dope artists about their work right now, music they have out, and La Cuarentena and how that's all feeling. And we are so fucking hyped to be here today with Raquel from Buscabulla. Bienvenida. Excited too. Thank you. Bienvenida, Raquel, desde Puerto Rico. Thank you for joining us today. We started off the show with their latest single off their new album, Regresa. This is called NTE. Let's take another quick listen to it. Raquel, you said right before we got on that this was the last song that you recorded before um, the quarantena started. Well, not recorded, but put out. That's, put that's out. the latest yeah. single. We literally put it out. Everything is beautiful. And then about a week or two later, it all, <laughs> it all, it all so fast. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Were you, and then it all um, changed. <laughs> yeah. How has that affected the album? Are there, are there any things, obviously, like you're not going on tour right now, but are there other things that have changed about this album release given where we're at right now? Um, the only thing that's changed is that a lot of sort of the support material, um, now Luis and I are pretty much doing all of, of it ourselves. And luckily, like we know how to film, edit, like we've got a lot of DIY chops out here, so it's fine, but it's definitely, um, a lot of work. And then we have a dog, we have a five-year-old, which kind of makes it all more challenging, but, um, but it's also been kind of fun in a weird way, um nothing to do nowhere to go so you have all this time to work on these things and and get creative and finding ways of making like a, a live video or like we just 
we just did a music video like wow. the past couple of days and it was actually pretty fun to work on I mean the question is whether or not like people will actually respond to it knowing that it's sort of pretty DIY and made on iPhones but um but it's been okay. I mean, the release is still the same. We decided to keep it. I think it's a good thing. I think the record is, I think is very um, apt for the quarantine. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a bittersweet kind of uh, journey. And it's definitely a roller coaster journey, which I'm sure is, is our emotional state right now. Um, and um, I think it's still apt. I mean, no, we're probably not going to be able to tour in the summer. And that definitely kind of bums us out. But um but I don't know, maybe now there's like other ways of reaching people. Like maybe there's now there's ways to reach people more intimately. Maybe there's more ears listening to us. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm keeping my mind on the positive side, on the glass half full um, mm-hmm. mentality right now. Yeah. So for folks who aren't familiar with your music, how would you describe what you all do? <laughs> I call it, not lately I like to call it like uh Latino experimental pop. <laughs> yes. It's the so it's exciting. the easy it's the easiest way of describing it. I mean, it's always so hard, but I like to put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So listening to the latest album, which is beautiful, by the way, Felicitaciones, te quedo bonito. Thank you. Um, I um, you know, I feel like I heard so many elements of like boleros and elements of like all these tropical genres that like are gente caribeña, like we love and but they're also just like totally reimagined and I'm wondering like you know musically um where were you looking for inspiration when you were making this album and like just like what were some important references for you musically um as as you were thinking about Regresa and thematically just in general I mean musically I've I'm I feel like I kind of I'm influenced by so many things at the same time. I mean, and and I always like to say that it's like I always have one foot in kind of more my cultural and sort of uh, musical like uh, influences. You know, I love to kind of really always I love to have one foot and I like to tell people that I'm Caribbean, that I'm Latina, but then I have another foot and it could really pretty much be anywhere else. But I'm mm-hmm. still definitely influenced by all these genres that we kind of took with us from New York, you know, from disco to R&B to even kind of the new alternative sounds coming out. So it's kind of a kitchen sink, but, um, but definitely, um, but definitely like lately I've been listening to more kind of like obscure um, music, but from warm weathers, as I like to say, like I like mm. to kind of hear <laughs> what other people in warm weather were doing like in different eras and so I was pretty inspired by like Somali funk and stuff like that that came out and you know I love Indian music too and you know Brazilian like a lot of stuff that kind of comes from warm weather (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah just sort of like between the the those tropics areas like the equator belt (laughs) yeah I feel that in a way I mean weather I don't know lately I've been more in this kick of like how I don't know the environment and how weather really kind of ties us or maybe it kind of changes our mental state. And it's similar how like Puerto Rico, like I feel like when I meet people from California or from warmer weather, weather is like have more in common with them than people from cold weather. So I'm, lately I've been like more into that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I can totally see that. Yeah. 
So you and Luisa are a, a pareja. What, how, what's the story of the two of you getting together? Um, Lisa and I met in New York at a at a friend's party. You know, we're Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. So, you know, Puerto Ricans tend to kind of just find each other <laughs> in big cities, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had a lot of friends in common. And we just, you know, I was at a party and we were, I was jamming with my friends. We were singing Lady Gaga songs translated in Spanish. <laughs> and then Luis, and then we like, we like, uh, Luis came over and he, he I, we didn't know the chords. And he's like, oh, I know the chords for that song. And it was kind of fun. We tend to do that. We like to take like big pop songs and translate them in Spanish just for the kicks. And, um, and then from there, he, um, then we just, you know, we just started talking about music. And then eventually we, it all kind of came together like simultaneously. Like we cut, you know, we fell in love and then we started working on music and then we just kept on going and then mm-hmm. had Charlie and then now we're here. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> How long were you in New York? Wow, 10 years. So mm-hmm. I moved in 2007. I had just graduated from my master's in Rhode Island and I and I moved and yeah, so I was there for about like I, 10 10 and a half years, chunk of time. Mm. So part of what is um a, a big theme in this album that I think is something that like for me as an immigrant, I feel like I really feel this like push and pull of the diaspora. And like, um, I just, there's these themes about your decision to return, right? Like you, you all made the call to return to Puerto Rico um, after Maria, after like, there's been so much devastation because there's a, still this pull, right? To go back home. I guess one question that I have for you is what was it like to return when so many are choosing to leave? And then also how was the decision around making that into weaving those themes into the music, right? It's just so, it's so much to return and then realize, you know, want this, have this longing for home, but then realize that you've also changed and that you're a person who's different too. And just how is that all tied up in the music? Yeah, it's kind of interesting that you say that. And it's true. I mean, so much, you know, there's been so much attention put to, you know, immigrants and how important it is for people that want to have a better life to be able to have it anywhere. And like, what does that mean with the fact that we like that we that we were probably getting a better life, you know, and I like to put that in entre comillas, as I say, you know, living in New York, but then kind of, you know, just always kind of feeling like something was missing, you know, yeah, like, you know, America. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a really deep and probably complex, you know, we had a daughter, like, do we want her to grow up here? Do we want her to grow up in New York city? Yes. Mm-hmm. We have healthcare. Yes. We have better jobs, but like at the end of the day, what is, what is more meaningful? What are our values? And, you know, and, and also, I mean, Something that's big to also say is like, why are people leaving all of these countries? Why are people leaving their home countries in the first place? Which is kind of right. a really bigger global political question. What's happening with these countries? What's happening with the with the global market that these, you know, that these countries are not doing well? Right. You know, like in a way, like it's a bigger, I like to say what's bigger because that's the case of Puerto Rico. Like we've been put in this really weird colonial state that doesn't really let us grow and how you know we can't we can't make a lot of our decisions which will eventually make us be be better off you know and so I think it's like a bigger question and so it's something that I want to also kind of 
uh, talk about in our music, you know, the the story shouldn't just be you have to leave and you have to go to America and this is the type mm-hmm. of life that you want. I think that there's also like another narrative or an alternative narrative. And I definitely don't want to take away from people that are trying to have a better life and are trying to leave. But also it's an interesting time, I think, in the world about questioning our values now, especially during a pandemic. Like, what do we really value? You know, is it more a simpler life, family, your country, um, nature, or do we value kind of commodities, money, you know, what type of, what is success really? And I feel like for millennials, like, I feel like it's like, it's already so bad for us and it's Mm -hmm. a struggle everywhere. Like, why not just go back home and just hustle there? Mm. You know what I mean? Like in a way that's really kind of our mentality anyway because I feel like we've already kind of been fucked over (laughs) yeah no I I've thought about that a lot I think you know Perez and I have talked about like just it's not just about what like whether we are able to make it in a new place or whatever but what are the things that are making it so people have to leave home like nobody has nobody wants to leave unless they have to you know like maybe some people do but like not like at this level that's happening right so like what you were talking about like what are the conditions that create like a massive diaspora that you can't survive in the place that's home for you yeah and I think and you can kind of tell because communities in the states like our our Puerto Rican community in New York was off the chain and it was funny Mm -hmm. how every time that I would socialize I didn't even have to speak English you know I had my community and we kept all of our traditions and like And what you realize is that really, in the end, people don't want to lose those things. Like people still probably want to be home. And I think that's maybe something that's really beautiful about diasporas in a way that it's like, you know, through the conditions, we're going to sort of try and mimic these things out of our home. But, but ultimately, I think that's really where our hearts are at. And, um, and that's the case for us. Now, the interesting thing is that it seems that there's a big price to pay. And, Mm -hmm. and our, and that price is sort of what we kind of have expressed in the record, you know, coming back home, we've, it's, our hearts are filled, but it's not easy to be back home. Puerto Rico's going through so many things. And, and I think that that's sort of what we wanted to pour our hearts into that complexity, you know. What's a song that you feel really reflects some of that from the new album? (laughs) Um... I would probably say that there's a few, I mean, they all kind of express like one that's sort of a complexity. Let's see. I mean, I, Mia is a song about kind of wanting to own something or like feeling like this is mine and then having sort of that frustration of somebody kind of taking it away from you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of feel it's the one that really kind of focuses more on that complexity of like, um, you know, wanting to own something, but not being able to, um, wanting to kind of, I mean, it could be, but also El Aprieto talks about kind of this kind of weird situation that you want to get out of, but then that you also kind of have to really find, um, comfort and you have to kind of chill and you have to be okay with things. Um, Volta, which is one of the ending ones, kind of talks about also like just like, you know, trying to come back home and trying to feel okay with things or like when things bother you and then you're okay with them again. I think that there's a lot of that in the record, like kind of like 
I'm bothered, but then I'm okay, but then I'm bothered, but now I'm okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's probably just like, it's probably like my own medicine. Like, I think I'm just trying to express my frustrations, but then I'm also trying to heal myself through the music, you know? That makes a lot of sense. Well, why don't we take a listen to Mio? No puede about the album is there a song that you feel like really um was you both of you like pushing a little bit on your style or your sound or kind of the things that you have been playing around with was there something that felt particularly like um bending or or pushing your edges there um i think that there's a few i mean i think definitely vamono which is the first one was Mm -hmm. definitely like a new we were like, I just want to make something wild. And it's funny how people can't even, don't really know how to describe it. Like sonically, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really have a genre. It's just this like, you know, this like um, continuous like drumline pattern and then sort of how it kind of builds these synths, like keep building on it. And I don't really, I don't even know like where it came from. You know <laughs> what I mean? I just, I yeah. kind of just wanted to make something that felt kind of like a, uh, like kind of trance-like, you know, and like almost like as if like I wanted to kind of um, <laughs> put people in a trance or like, uh, you know, and like in a magical spell and convince them to come back, you know, and convince them like, come, let's all come. Like, a, like I don't know, like, uh, was it Peter Piper? The one with mm-hmm. the, you know, I kind of yeah, wanted yeah, to make a, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wanted to make a type of song that was like kind of entrancing and that people would come. So I would say that that was, definitely pushing i think the other songs really kind of are broadening things that we had already kind of experimented with like at tiembla is definitely like a going out on a limb like trying to do something more clubby like maybe more inspired by urbano but then trying to make something different or make it our our, our own mm-hmm. so those are the ones i think where we really tried like really to expand like our horizon and you know mm-hmm. or why don't we take a quick listen to vamano
Um, so tell me more about in this song, your sort of this idea of being being like the Pied Piper or whatever, of like you know, getting people to follow <laughs> you back home and um, just sort of that feeling of like, what's behind that for you? I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, so many people feel like coming back is sort of the last thing on their minds. You know, it just feels like I remember like, I remember being in New York and doing my taxes and then the mm-hmm. <laughs> the accountant was like, you're going to walk away from the salary. You're going to go to that island that's infected. And then he was just, and he's Puerto Rican, you know, he's lived yeah. in New York his whole life. But he's literally like telling me this and I'm like, I mean, it's, it's not just about money, you know, but it was so funny that I was literally telling this to my accountant, you know what I mean? Like, um... But I mean, the general, you know, I think Puerto Ricans in general, just like they just view the island like it's like right now it's the last place where they want to be or the last place where they'll find Mm -hmm. any type of success or that they know that it's going through a lot. So I kind of wanted to make a song that kind of defied that. Like I kind of wanted to tell people, well, it's like this because it clearly needs people to kind of help make it better. Like we can make it better. I'm being an optimist in the song and I'm trying to rally people into kind of get activated so that we can kind of change our situation. I mean, that's really kind of what the song is, but it's also kind of a cry for help as well. It's not just, I didn't want to be too commanding. I just wanted to kind of like let people know like, this is what's up, like who's going to help me, like what's up for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's my, my partner is Puerto Rican, I'm Cuban. And so, you know, for Cuban Americans, like, there isn't really a going home necessarily. There's like a few people who are starting to like go back to Cuba, but, um, but she and I it's definitely, hard. About, yeah, it's hard and it's got other layers to it. Right. But, um, but yeah, she and I have definitely talked about like, could we live in Puerto Rico and like, what would be that be like? I think it's such a, it's such a complicated idea. And then, and so then we were like, well, maybe Miami, you know, it's like, how do you get close to and feel connected to, but maybe with some, you know, some extra like layers, um, that aren't present in yeah it's so, yeah. it's so complicated yeah and you bring up things i mean venezuela cuba cuba i mean there's a lot of places that people can't even go and i think that in a way like um i i really understand that and how frustrating like mm-hmm. how frustrating must it be and then the question is like do we the people have the power to really change that at right. all you right. know what i mean or 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 will it be forever lost mm-hmm. i mean i think right. that's a really deep question too you know yeah, it's so and, deep. I think that yeah. that stuff really, I, I think just for anybody who's like an immigrant or comes from an immigrant family, it, like it's that push and pull constantly, right? Because like, you know, como dijiste tú en Venezuela, yo soy venezolana. And like, you know, the I've always like, since I was like a kid, I've been trying to go back home. You know, like I came when I was 12. Yeah. Like I had like a big blow up fight with my parents when I was 18 about like going back and like, you know, like have had this idea yeah. that I wanted to return this whole time. And like, obviously like, you know, this, la situación no se ha prestado para eso. But, um, but yeah, it's this constant push and pull of like, okay, like, it doesn't make sense to go, but also like, si todo el mundo se va, que queda? You know what I mean? So it's just like this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's very complex. Very, <laughs> very complex. Being just like Latino is probably already just very complex in general just because of it because our countries are so troubled no mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well it's so amazing to hear this really beautiful art that like s- struggles and 
you know, enfrenta toda esa complejidad, all that complexity. Mm-hmm. Rekha, what's Thank your, you. What's your creative process like? Like, how do you all, um, yeah, how do you all work together? Um, usually, um, I tend to kind of be more the, the one that kind of plants the seed in terms of like a general, like songwriting and concepts. So I usually start mm-hmm. writing songs on the piano or I'll make kind of weird, I call them my, my little weird demos on garage band, which I have like little techniques. I usually like sample and loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a DJ and I used to like work on this program called um Serato so I would kind of you know sample and do these weird loops and then I would just record it back to kind of garage band and then I have kind of a like a limited knowledge of Ableton Live but I tend to kind of really I kind of like the process I like making these like um weird maquettes that are not perfect that are not perfectly on the grid and then and then I kind of go to Luis and I show them to him and he usually he's usually the one saying this one's really good this one's worth putting work into this one's not so good and then he usually helps me kind of in the second phase like um you know really like perfect the songwriting it needs a bridge it this chorus needs a better hook what have you and then together we sit down and we we kind of go through the recording and producing process together and then Luis is kind of the master like engineering mastermind and mm-hmm. like really knows his programs really well and mixes everything really well and he kind of takes it to kind of the other level but and then in this in this record actually Luis wrote his first song which is Club Tuyo which is actually one of my favorite songs and it's his first song for Busca Bullana and um so I I'm excited by that because I've always wanted him to write more for the band um but that's usually how it goes and um and then collaborating, I mean, our synth player, Bairoa, came over and he would kind of visit. Um, and something interesting that we did for this record is that um, we record everything at home, but then we we mm-hmm. started doing these mobile, we call it the mobile studio tours where we would hook everything up to the car sound system and we would drive around and have mm-hmm. these weird jam sessions. Like we would go to lakes and rivers and beaches and we would like set the car up and have like a nice landscape to look at and then we would just jam the songs out just to get ideas so that was kind of a fun a fun process to do in this record and one I want to really keep doing that sounds really fun why don't we take a listen to club to you awesome Oh 
So during the quarantena, it sounds like you said at the beginning that it has been a creative time. Like, what's it been like? Are you making music together? Are you just trying to survive? Like, how is how's your creativity <laughs> going in this time? I mean, I think the first couple of weeks, there was it was extremely hard to be creative. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just you know, uh, I mean, there was mostly just med- a lot of meditating and praying and uh, calling friends and family. Yeah. I mean, and I and I was okay with not being productive at all. Like I was okay, but then you know, as time passed by and the the we knew we were going to put the record out, we had to kind of we had to kind of put ourselves in a mental state to kind of be able to finish all these things. Like we were working on a mini documentary that kind of kind of talks about our return back home, and and Luis and I ended up editing it and just putting a lot of work into that. And then we had to do a music video because we're putting another their single out before and so we ended up just doing it all at home um and it's it's been fun it's also been a grind but but it's also been really interesting to have to kind of um you know you when you make a video if you have a budget you can call some friends up and then people can kind of make it and but there's something really interesting about making it all yourself and you wonder how much of yourself is sort of expressed in that and how like the limitations also make you be really creative. So I think in that point, the quarantine has, it's interesting and, and I'm kind of excited to see all the music and art that people have been making during the quarantine. Cause it's such a, an out, it's such a rare situation. One that we might not ever, I hope not I ever hope, be yeah. through. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and, and, and I wonder what kind of emotions come out in people and how it's going to affect art and music in general. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting time, but we've, we've tried, I mean, and, and again, like productivity is probably like slashed in half with like just having to cook every day and, and, and have making time for a daughter and what have you and reading the news, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course. Have you been listening to music? Has that been a part of your time? I have. I mean, I like to listen to music when I'm sort of cooking and doing the dishes. Like, it really relaxes me. Like, lately I've been listening to actually a lot of bolero music. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I just want to hear things that are very emotional. and, Mm -hmm. And it's very soothing. It's such a, like, another time. Like, the music that my abuela would listen to. Like, listening to Jose Feliciano and a lot of trio music, which I hated when I was younger. <laughs> Remember when I was a teenager, like, my dad would play it on Sundays, you know, when we would, like, mm-hmm. go for paseos. And I'm like, man, this music is just so whack. And yeah. now it's like... And maybe it's just that I'm growing older, you know, yeah. but it's Isn't just so... funny, s- though? It's like, going, how do yeah, you go back I- like that? <laughs> It's really, I mean, the lyrics are just so emotional and profound. Like, I feel like, I wonder if this situation is just making us really reflect on life in a way that maybe we've never had a chance. Like, I talk to my dad and I say, like, is this sort of what it felt like when Vietnam was going on, you know? And then mm-hmm. and then I wonder, like, my abuela is still alive. She's 96 and she lived through so many other things and famine and she was from El Campo and she... I think she even had brothers and sisters that she lost to some like weird disease when, when things were kind of, you know, when there was a lot of um, poverty in Puerto Rico. And I wonder like if those situations really made that kind of music 
possible. And now that we're going through this weird time, like I'm so connected to these, to these, you know, gut wrenching Cortavena songs. <laughs> Tell us one, give us a song that, that you've been really feeling during your dishes or your cooking. Like which I, what song can we play for our folks? Oh my God. I love it. I actually like told NPR about it. I love a song called Salud by Jose Feliciano. I think it's, a, and it's funny because I think it's a story about his lover or his wife and they tried to have a baby and maybe they couldn't. And then how he was really kind of wishing health on her. But in general, it's so beautiful because it's him really wishing good health on someone. And I'm like, I get super emotional because I just, I just want everybody that I love to be healthy and to be okay. Cause it's so, nobody really knows what's going to happen. So I just, I just want to like sing that song to everyone and I want everybody to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, let's take a listen to Salud by Jose Feliciano. Salud, salud, cariño. Porque mañana siempre exista la alegría de este amor que noche y día nos tenemos tú y yo. Salud, salud mi vida, que se conserven frescas nuestras emociones y no existan ilusiones que lleguemos a perder. Salud, salud cariño. Porque en las noches tú que eres adorable Sea fuente inagotable de mi dicha y mi pasión Salud, salud cariño Salud querida Que nuestro idilio sea de los dos un niño Que tratamos de lograr Salud, salud, cariño, salud, salud, querida, por todo lo que nos damos, por lo que a diario soñamos, una y mil veces salud. Raquel, where in Puerto Rico did you all end up? We moved to Aguadilla, and that's on the west side. It's two-hour mm. drive from San Juan. It's mm. we're kind of right at the tip, the northwest tip, and it's pretty quiet town. It's a surfer town, and so when the when the waves are high, it gets pretty busy, and then busy with you know with tourism and stuff. But then in the summer, it kind of dies down, and it's the west side of Puerto Rico is known for to have like really nice beaches and. It's very chill and, you know, just the pace of life. People are very warm. You know, you go to San Juan. I mean, people are still very warm in San Juan because it's, we're Puerto Rican, but you de definitely see the difference. So, I mean, I grew up in, very close to San Juan. And so living in the West Side has been really kind of eye-opening. And, and it's funny, even though Puerto Rico's small, like it really depends where you live. You get such yeah. a different type of life. But um It's nice. It's a there's a really nice community of people out here that are very, um, you know, like nature centric and chill. And, and Charlie's school is really close by, and there's a nice community. It's really nice. I have to say, I'm, it's it's pretty idyllic, and in a way, kind of what I always dreamt of when I was in New York about how I wanted to come back or the type of life I wanted to have out here. So um, it's been pretty good. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. So do you all? I know it's hard to make plans right now because like it feels like life is on hold, but do you have any sense of what's next for your music? 
I have to say, I have no idea. And I think that <laughs> the pandemic, I, and I, I feel the pandemic is definitely just like, I don't know. I mean, what will be essential? Like, will music, we're, is the music that we're making, will people still want it? Will people, will we still be able to kind of live off of it? Like, mm. or will we really have to kind of dedicate ourselves to something that will be more in the line of necessities in the future? You know, like, I don't know. These are like questions, but I'm like, man, but music is just so necessary it through is. history. You know it's what I mean? Really important. <laughs> yeah. I'm Art is essential. Like, yeah. I think if crises was going to end music, it would have ended a long time ago, you know? Like, we've been through so much as a humanity, so. Yeah, I know. And so I wonder, I'm like, maybe maybe I did choose the right path. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of questioning it. But, I mean, for now, I mean, we're just focusing on, like, putting this record out and telling the story behind it because we feel it's an important story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want the message to come across. We, we feel that it's very relevant to the moment um, in this changing world, you know, about really honing in on like, this, like really like the essential, like honing in on what's really important in life or mm-hmm. what's essential and following your heart or what have you or working really hard to make your community and your country a better place. You know, like it feels really that that's, yeah, it's gonna really become our mission. I think as a generation now, we're just gonna have to sort of pick up from this mess or realize where this whole mess came from in the first place and just see what we do. So I'm, you know, I don't know really how music is gonna kind of fall into that. But lately, I feel like I mean, if I was given this, this talent, it's for a reason, and I'm I'm being more spiritual about it and feeling like, man, I hope that it's uplifts people. I hope that it makes them feel better. I hope that it activates them to, Mm -hmm. to do good. You know, I don't know. I hope that, um, I hope that we can keep making music, but it's definitely uncertain. I'm taking it day by day. Yeah. That's the only way you can. And Raquel, thank you so, so much for your time and for being so insightful. This was really fun. And I loved hearing more about everything behind this record. Everybody Regresa comes out uh, today, Friday. Um, We are super, super excited about it. And thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much to you guys. And I hope you guys stay safe. Thank you. You too. You too. As always, all the links will be in the show notes to the songs that we talked about. And also there'll be a link in the show notes to where you can um, buy the album that comes out today. So make sure to check that out. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Raquel. Gracias. Bye-bye. Gracias. Cuídate. Ciao. Adios. Ciao. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're on all those things. Facebook a little bit less these days, but, you know, we out there. Um, and we do have a newsletter that is coming out every other week now in global pandemic times. We um, bring you some extra little stuff that is not usually anywhere else. And thank you so much for listening, y'all, and sticking with us. We hope this content gives you some entertainment and solace during this time. And we really hope that you and yours are as safe and as well as you can be. And much love to the folks who are caring for the sick and keeping our food in and out in the stores and keeping mail going, all the things that um, are super important to our well-being. So shout out to all y'all. We love you. Hasta la próxima.